Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. His faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. His strength and courage, his daring and resourcefulness were always on the side of right against might. And in time, Hyo Silver became the battle cry of justice on the frontier. Return with us now to those thrilling days when the West was young. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We've got to hurry! Cattle's waiting on the trail ahead! Oh, Silver! Away! As the Lone Ranger and Tonto rode toward the main house of the Collins Ranch, they noticed signs of neglect on every side. Fences were broken down. There were broken windows in the buildings, and the trail was overgrown with grass and weeds. But the smoke that rose from the chimney gave evidence that someone still lived in the ranch house. The masked man and the Indian dismounted and knocked on the door. It's only a couple of years since this was one of the best ranches in the state, Tonto. I can't imagine what's happened to it. Nobody home? There must be someone here. Smell food. Uh. I'll rap again. Well, maybe people pray to mass. Well, that might be. 
someone else coming. Looks like a traveler. Ah, himself thing. There's quite a wagon load of supplies. Hello there, mister. Anyone home? I don't know. Oh, gentlemen. Hello there. I suppose you rapped on the door. Must be someone there. Smoke comes from the chimney. By the way, my sakes. You don't be alarmed by my mask. Huh? Live and let live is my motto. <laughs> you wear a mask if you want for all of me, mister. Fairchild's my name. Sidney Fairchild. I'm a salesman. Pots, pans, hardware, calico. Well, you name it and I've got it. <laughs> Glad to know you. How do you do, Fairchild? Hey, come now, the sisters must be home. Never known them not to be. The sisters? Yes, the Collins sisters. Couple of fine old ladies. Very fine, yes, sirree. Both well past 60. Aggie and Bess is their names. Know them well. You've been here before, then? Oh, sure, sure. Stop here for a night's lodging when I'm past this way. Pay them for it. Helps them out some. They can use the cash better than the hotel in town. Spend where it'll do the most good, I always say. Here, let me try a hand at that door. Aggie! Bessie! Come on, Natch. Your old friend Sid Fairchild back again. <laughs> that got him. They're opening the door now. Strange old ladies. Strange no end, Cherie. Oh, Mr. Fairchild, it is good to see you again. My sake's been a long time. Hello, Aggie. How are things? Uh, poorly, poorly, Mr. Fairchild. Trouble no end. Uh, uh, where's Bess? Oh, she's stuck to her armchair, plumb wore out with worry. It's the haunt. Uh, these are a couple of friends of mine. Oh, my sake. Yeah, please, Miss Collins. My mask doesn't mean that I'm an outlaw. Nice spoken, gent, Aggie. Well, you better come inside. It's getting dark. Ain't a good place after dark. And what did you say about haunts? I didn't mean to say that, stranger. You'll do well to forget I spoke. Oh, here, what am I thinking of? You better put the horses where they'll be safe. Take them round the rear and lock them up in the woodshed. The woodshed? It's better so. I wouldn't want man nor beast to be on this land outside this house after dark. Oh, oh nonsense, Aggie. It's, it's living alone this way that's got you all nervous about things. No, it ain't, Mr. Fairchild. I know what I know. Oh, me fix horse. Very well, Tanta. Step this way and I'll fix up some vittles for you. Now, that'll be right fine. Bess is in the kitchen talking to another traveler that wanted to stay the night here. He's like you, Mr. Fairchild. He don't take no stock in the things that's been going on around here. But he'll find out. He sure enough will find out. Just wait here a moment. I want to get a clean apron. Then we'll join him. <laughs> Bess Collins, that's a downright fool story you're telling me. Sounds of spooks in the bunkhouse. Who ever heard such things? Laugh. Laugh, John Boston. <laughs> Go on, laugh. Now, look at here, Bess. There ain't never yet been a ghost that couldn't be stopped by a bullet. Why, you and Aggie are I just a bit up... I suppose you think the car hands all left for nothing. Why did they leave? Didn't you pay enough? Paid top prices. Gave the best food. Good beds in the bunkhouse. Not too much work. This was the best ranch around here two years ago. <laughs> now look at it. I did. I noticed it when I rode in. But you can't tell me the spooks and ghosts chased them in. They did. You can hear them most every night around the bunkhouse. <laughs> you gotta show me. You can see for yourself, John Barton. Or at least hear for yourself. When did all this spook business begin? Well, it started soon after the curse of Lyman Durick was put on us. Hardly dare to talk about that frightful night. The curse of Lyman Dirk. I've heard of him. Did you say that? Oh, some... oh it's all right, Bess. This man's a friend of mine. Mast, eh? Well, I bet you bet. 
Hon, this is Mr. Fairchild, a salesman that comes through here from time to time. Oh, howdy. Glad to know you, Barton. Mighty glad to know you. Friend of the Collins girls and a friend of mine. Yes, sirree. Mr. Barton is an old friend of ours, but well, we ain't seen him much these past few years. I was downright set back when I saw the shape this ranch was in. Now, didn't you mention Lyman Durick? Don't tell me you know him, stranger. I've heard the name. He's wanted for a robbery, isn't he? Yes, but on the other hand, we... That is, we What don't... Bess is trying to say is that we'd sooner let the polecat have the jewels he stole than to see him brought back here. Are you the ones he stole from? That's right. Hold on, stranger. Just stand still. What's the matter, Barton? Maybe you're Lima Durick. Hardly. Or a friend of his come here to see how things are. Now put your gun down, Barton. You won't need that for me. I was here the night Durick made his escape. What a time that was. Remember, Aggie? Yeah, I... I'd as soon not remember it, Mr. Fairchild. My, my excitement, no end. I'd like to hear more about it. I'll tell it. This man, Durick, was a foreman here. One night when all the hands were in town on a spree, he stole some fine old jewelry. It was worth a fortune. Things we'd had in the family since the Revolution. Jewels that belonged to our mother and grandmother. Yep, and this Lyman Durick, poor cat that he was, stole it all. It was Mr. Fairchild that caught him at it. Never as long as I live will I forget that awful night. It was raining. And the wind was... Ah, look! Aggie, look! Oh, oh, my sakes alive. It's an engine. And that's my friend Tatter. Nothing to be alarmed about. Poor soul. Fixed now. I saw the door moving. Opening slow like, like a ghost was doing it. Doggone it, Bess. Your nerves are in bad shape. you got to get control of yourself. Forget this talk of ghosts. I wish to mercy I could, John. But we hear them. Take no imagination. You were telling about the night of the robbery, Fairchild. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so it was. I, I said it was a fearsome night. I was sleeping in the bunkhouse when I heard Aggie scream, and I come in here on the run, gun in hand. That's what he did, and he caught Durick with all our jewelry. Oh, my, but Lyman Durick was mad at being caught. I roped him and took him to the bunkhouse as a prisoner till the morning when the law could get to him. Didn't the law get him? He escaped in the night. Sneaked away. And took the jewelry with him. I see. He got the ropes loose somehow. I fought with him. Oh, fierce battle. He knocked me out, though, and lit out. But the curse you mentioned. That was when he was captured. Yes. He swore he'd been framed. That he didn't have any part in stealing them jewels. Well, the man was crazy. I caught him with the goods. And what did he say? He said that this ranch would suffer if he was sent away. He said that he'd break us. He'd... Oh, I can tell all the fearful things he said. It chills my blood to think of that man. That awful look in his eyes. And since then? Well, after that, the cowpunchers acted mighty strange. One of them was killed mysteriously in the bunkhouse. Found dead there. Rest lit out. Awful. Awful thing. Well, it's a lot of doggone superstitious nonsense. We've heard the sounds, John. Yes, we've heard them near the bunkhouse. What sort of sounds? Sort of pawing and scratching and, and heavy moaning sounds. Comes mostly on clear nights. Has anything else happened at the bunkhouse since that time? We never give anything a chance to happen. We never put anyone else in there. I thought some are having the place burned down. That's what we should do. Oh. Now, all the same, Barton, I figure it's best to take no chances. What's that? Well, that's my horse. I'll go and see what's the matter. See? Even the horse knows there's something odd about this place. Something mysterious. He's pawing the floor of the woodshed. I'll go quiet him. And Tonto go, too. Very well, Tonto. (laughs) Steady there, steady, Silver, old boy. What's the matter with you? Look at Silver. Tonto, Silver is frightened. What is it, fellow? Stop trembling that way. Steady now. You can't cause any more alarm for those poor old ladies. There might be something strange going around around here, but it certainly isn't anything supernatural. 
We'll wait till daylight and then have a look. We'll probably find some perfectly logical explanation for the sounds, if there are sounds. Maybe we look at bunkhouse now, huh? Open that door. We'll look over that way. Uh. Silver, quiet, boy, quiet. That's it. Stop your trembling now. Plenty dark. Yes. You can barely make out the bunkhouse. Hear anything? Mm-hmm. Me not hear nothing. Anything wrong with your horses? Not that I know of. Shut that outside door a minute. I don't know who you are, stranger. Well? I'm hoping you're on the level. If you're not, you're going to be on the level while you're in this house. You can be sure of that, Barton. I haven't seen much of those two fine old ladies in the past few years. But that's not because I ain't interested in them. They're in trouble here, a lot of trouble. So it seems. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Very well, Barton. If there's any way that we can help... There isn't, except to behave yourselves here. And what are your plans? Uh, hand me that lantern, will you, Indian? Uh-huh. Uh, here, Leonard. Uh, light it up. Uh, I'm going to that bunkhouse, and I'm going to spend the night there. I thought of doing that myself, Barton. I'll do it. I'll find out once and for all what the noises are and put an end to all this fool talk about ghosts and things. You're armed? Gun and knife, and I can use both. That's a good horse you got, mister. One of the best. I don't know as I'd say one of the best. I never saw better, and I've seen lots of horses. He's mighty nervous about something. I think Tonto and I'll stay here in the woodshed overnight. It might be a good idea. Well, I'm off to the bunkhouse. See you at breakfast. Coffee ground in the pot in no time. Just set yourself down. Did you hear any sounds during the night, Miss Aggie? Same as always. I do wish John Barton had come in. Tonto's gone to get him. They'll be in in a moment. What about you? Did you hear the noises? The wind was pretty strong. I don't answer my question. Did you hear sounds? There are always sounds in the night. Not like these sounds. Where's your sister? She'll be in a minute. She's even worse than I am about the sound of the bunkhouse. I have a perfect right to be, Agatha. And you know it. All right, Bess, all right. Where's John Barton? He's coming. Tyler went to get him. Where's Fairchild? He went with Tyler. They'll be here. Hey, Bess, stranger. It's happened. Oh, my sakes alive. What's the matter? You were right, you were right. It's it's nothing human. Stop that, Fairchild. Tell what you have to say. You better come. Come and see for yourself. It's Barton. What's the matter with John Barton? The ghost, the spirits. Oh, I believe you now. It's all like you said. Stop it. Stop nothing. You see what I saw, then try and stop telling the same as me. I'm hitting out of here. I'm traveling and fast. Where's Tonto? He's still at the bunkhouse. He's there looking around. Oh, he's got more nerve than I have. I'm getting out and I ain't waiting for no breakfast. But tell us. What happened? Where is John? Why ain't he here? It's the ghost that done it. John Barton is dead. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Now to continue our story. When the Lone Ranger learned of John Barton's death, he hurried to the bunkhouse where Tonto was waiting for him. No tracks around the place, huh, Tonto? Mm, ground hard, not show track. Well, what do you suppose struck John Barton? Me not know. It's plenty hard to figure. He must have been struck a furious blow on the head. Not right. This window was open when you got here? Huh. And you fell just inside the window. That's right. 
heard something, stuck his head out the window, and that was all. That's right. And Tonto, the less the ladies know of this, the better. I think we'd better get them to town and have them stay there for a while. That's good. And you hitch up a team to the wagon back of the house and tie a scout behind. Then go to town with the ladies and get the sheriff and come back here with him. Well, what law do? I don't know, but we'll need the law before we're through with this mystery. Well, Tonto, go get wagon. And here go comes get... Silver. Oh, there, Silver. Now, what's the matter, old boy? Well, why didn't you stay where you were left? Mm, Silver, plenty nervous. He's looking toward the woods over there. Ah. He knows something he wants to tell. Maybe killer in wood. I wonder. Tonto, I'm going to ride in there. Uh, Tonto, wait here? Yes, wait till I come back. There'll be time enough for you to take the Collins sisters into town. All right, Silver, old boy. You want to show me something? Come on, then. Oh, Silver, away! The mighty stallion raced toward the distant woods. Tonto waited at the house with Fairchild and two old ladies. One hour. Two hours. The morning wore on. Their nervous tension increased with every passing moment. Oh, why don't he come? What's happened to him? Him come soon. You you keep saying that, Injun. But there's some reason why he don't come back. I, I you just... keep quiet. But there must... Keep quiet. All right. All right, if that's the way you feel about it. Fairchild was worse than either of the Cullen sisters... Several times he tried to leave, but Tonto made him stay inside the house. Then, finally, the Lone Ranger returned. Now, masked friend, come back. Oh, thank goodness he ain't been killed. Now, now we'll know what he found in the woods, if anything. Maybe him tell, maybe not. All right, Tonto. What happened? Did you find anything? Merciful goodness, stranger, where you been? Look at your clothes. You're a sight for mud and brambles. There's the dense woods east of here. I've heard say that it is, but what'd you find there? Now, perhaps nothing of importance. We'll find out by tonight. And Tonto, you can hitch up the team now. Team? What team? Yours. I want you two ladies to go to town until tomorrow. For what for? Town? What's the matter with here? There might be things going on here tonight. And it'd be just as well if you were not around. Why? Now, please, Miss Agatha, don't ask questions. Drop out in our house and home. I never heard the like of it. I'd like to know who you think you are, mister, that you can tell us where to go. You may stay here if you want to, but it wouldn't make it much easier for everyone if you were in town. And Tonto will take you there. And he'll need you to help him persuade the sheriff to come back here with him. The sheriff? What good's the sheriff? He was here a couple of times before. Yes, he's been here and didn't learn a thing. And perhaps the sheriff didn't ride the right kind of horse. Huh? What's a horse to do with it? I can tell you more tomorrow, after I'm more certain of the things that I suspect. Well, maybe Mr. Fairchild will go to town with us. He has a rig of his own. I'd rather have him stay here. Well, I'd sooner not stay here. I can understand that, Fairchild, but you'll stay. It might be me that gets it tonight. I tell you, this ranch well, This is... ranch has been run down because of something very definite and real. Something that can and will be corrected. I hope it'll be corrected tonight. But why wait? If you know what's the answer to the mystery, why wait till night? Because we can't act until after dark. Now, if you ladies will go... Oh, I expect we may as well, Bessie. I reckon so. It'd sure be a powerful heavy load off my mind if we could find some reason for the things that have happened. You might tell the sheriff everything he doesn't know, including the death of John Barton. We will. We sure will. Uh, Tonto, come back soon. That's sheriff. Very well, Tonto. Fairchild and I will be right here waiting for you and the sheriff. Against my better judgment. We'll be here. Late 
late afternoon brought Tonto back to the run-down ranch with the sheriff. Fairchild complained to the lawman of the treatment he'd received. Held against my will, practically a prisoner. I demand that I be let go. Oh, take it easy, Fairchild. Why should I have to stay here? Well, I reckon you don't have to stay. But it wouldn't do you much good in your business if word went out that you was so yellow you run out when you was needed to help our friends, the Collins sisters. Yeah, Fairchild will stay with us tonight, Sheriff. But well, what are you going to do? You and Tato and the Sheriff and I are going to wait in the bunkhouse. No, 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 That's I can't. That's the place to be. That's where things happen. I don't want to. I can't stand staying there. Shucks, Fairchild. There's nothing to be afraid of. You don't know what there is. I do. I saw John Barton this morning. I promise you that what happened to him won't happen to us. You won't be able to stop it. It's the curse of Derrick, that's what it is. I was going to ask you, Fairchild. Uh, what? When you were here the night Derrick escaped, was there anyone else here? Mm, no. None of the cowhands? Uh, no. No overnight guests? Why, only me. Very well. Why? I just wanted to make sure of that, that's all. You came in the morning, didn't you, Sheriff? Yep, bright and early. You searched, of course, for the stolen jewelry. Sure. Now, Tyler, are the tools I mentioned? Oh, tools already. Then we might as well move to the bunkhouse. There are a few things we'll have to do before dark. Yeah, what's to be done? For one thing, I want to take the door off one end of the bunkhouse. Take the door off? Then we'll cut one of the windows down to the floor and make a second door. Why, I don't understand that. You will, Fairchild, in good time. Now, let's get started. The window on one side of the bunkhouse was cut down to the ground to make a new entrance. Darkness fell, and with it, a wind rose. It was a night fully as dark as the preceding one, and the four men inside the bunkhouse could barely see each other as they crouched in one corner. Tutter, only here. You left Silver untied, didn't you? That's right. You can come on the run if I call to him. Uh, Silver, come. You call. I... I don't like this, I tell you. None of us are too well pleased with it, Fairchild. I ain't having a particular good time myself. I hope we finish this tonight. I don't know as I'll get my nerve up to putting in another night here. Yeah, we'll see, Sheriff. We'd better stop talking. We might frighten away the visitor I'm expecting. Mm-hmm. What about the lanterns, Tanda? Got them here. All right. I'll tell you when to light them. Oh. How long we will you stay here? Until something happens. What's that? Silver. He sent something coming. Steady now. And quiet. I... I wish this was over. Quiet. There. You hear that? That's my horse. Be quiet. Oh, the, the dirty curse. Shut up, Fairchild. Fairchild, you have a gun. Yeah. Let me have it. But I... I... Hand it over. You know, State, you're not safe to be trusted with a gun. You'll be shooting one of us with it. He's right, Fairchild. Do what he says. Here it is. Well, thanks. Wait. Did you hear it, Tata? Huh? It come now. Quiet. Not a sound now. I hear it. It's come. Be quiet. Keep your trap shut, Fairchild, or I'll gag you. Look. Look! Where, where you cut the door. Big, white, white-looking. It's it's big as a horse. It is a horse. Get the lanterns lighted. Look, it's going now. Here, Silver. Here, Silver boy. Keep Fairchild here. I'm going after that horse. That's it, Silver. After him. Hello, Silver. Away! Lone Ranger and Silver raced across the plains after the gray horse. As they drew close, the masked man loosened his rope. And that's it, Silver. A little faster, old boy. We'll bring in the outlaw. The Lone Ranger's right arm whirled above his head. 
The rope snaked out in the night and dropped over the shoulders of the grave. The outlaw fought desperately against the restraint of the masked man's lariat, but finally he seemed to realize it was useless to struggle. He quieted down. Then, leading the captured horse, the Lone Ranger returned to the bunkhouse, where Tonto had lighted a lantern. There, Sheriff, is the killer of John Barton. The, the horse? The horse, yes. It's the same horse that I found in the woods this afternoon. But who... Uh, now, Barton did... heard the animal and stuck his head out of the window. The horse struck him with its hoofs. You sure of that? I'm certain of it, Fairchild. This horse has been here every night, pawing outside the building, trying to get inside. But why? In the woods, I found the saddle that the horse had rubbed off after many weeks of effort. When Derek left here, he left this horse, his own faithful animal. That's right. I remember the animal now. It is Derek's critter. Seemed out of plenty, though. The horse has been living in the woods ever since. But hold on. If Derek left here with all them jewels, why didn't he take the horse along with him? Perhaps he didn't leave here, Sheriff. Not, not leave here? And doesn't any reason occur to you for the constant efforts on the part of this horse to get into this bunkhouse? He sure can't think of none. You're not thinking very hard. Tell her, uh-huh. bring the lanterns over here to the center of the floor. Uh-huh. Oh, Fairchild, here's the gun you gave me when you were so badly frightened. Oh, thanks. The sheriff. Examine the floor here. If you look closely, you can see where the boards have been taken up and then put down again. How do you know that? The tattoo's eyes had missed very little. Shall we take up those floorboards and see what's underneath? Why not? We might find out why the horse was so eager to get here. You have the tools, Tonto. Uh, take up floor plenty quick now. Board, come up easy. Now give me that crowbar. Uh, thanks. Get it under the edge more, mister. <clears throat> That's it. Here, I'll give you a hand. That's getting it. Now hold the light closer. Hey, there's something down under the floor. All right, all of you. Hoist your hands. Fairchild. Put him up, I said. Have you gone, Loco? Put that gun down. That masked man's guessed the truth. I ain't being taken, see? Yes, Fairchild, the truth is plain enough. Derek didn't escape at all. When you and he were in this bunkhouse, after you'd captured him, you killed him. You hit his body with the jewelry. Intending someday to return and get the jewelry. Smart, ain't you? Mighty smart. When you came back, you found that there were stories of ghosts. You were afraid. You didn't know whether to believe in the supernatural or not. Last night, poor Barton came here. And the horse, turned out low and wild, struck him. The horse wanted to be with its master. Now reach in there. Bring out that bag of jewelry, mister. What did you do? Sneak back to the house and steal it a second time after you'd handed it to the old ladies? Why shouldn't I tell you? You're all to die. Sure I did. I stole it in the first place. Derek found me, but I was too slick for him. I charged him with being a thief, and those old fools believed me. The same as they'll believe the ghost killed all of you. You forget one thing. Nothing. I got it all worked out. But I knew you were the crook when I asked you for your gun. You think I'd have returned it to you so you could shoot us? I gave it back to make you show your hand. But the gun is unloaded. Why, you... Why, it is unloaded. Well, this one ain't. You're under arrest, Fairchild. The charge is murder. I'll head for town and tell Agatha and Bess that things are now the way they should be. The ranch will be all right again. Hello, Silver Hawaii!
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>